I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. This is Magic Badger in Magic Badger Studio. And this is my Dumpty Dum. This is Dumpty Dum, the show about the reality docudrama that is centred on Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the juicy tumble tussock that is Robert Wilson, and with me I have the worm-eaten windfall that is... Lucy Freeman. And the last part of Joe's Heritage Harvest is you. This week's Dumpty Dum is from Magic Badger again. So many people liked it, we thought we'd give it an encore. Lucy, if someone else wants to, well, produce an absolute masterpiece like that... What can they do? If you would like to sing us a Dumpty Dum, leave us a plot prediction or go on spermisus.com. <laughs> then call us on 02030313105 or leave us a message on SpeakPipe. Thank you to Cosmo for doing uh, his podcast roundups and for doing the Dumpty Dogs, Shambridge for her voices and Derek for the Lone in the Back Bedroom. Derek is not on good form as oh. he was picking apples for Auntie Cardboard, fell off the ladder and hit the ground clutching his Scarlet Pippin. Oh, no. I hope it wasn't bruised too much. (coughs) Oh, crikey. That's Theresa May again. Oh, God, don't. (laughs) On this week's episode, we have views from Witherspoon, who says that Kate is a sucker. Claire, who thinks Alice is Theresa May without the cough. And Abby, who thinks Nolly is a mini-me. But first, let's brace ourselves for Lucy V. Freeman's Week in Ambridge. showed Nolitando around Ambridge and spiritual hummus. They were doing past life regression in one of the yurts, so there wasn't room in there for them to pop in. (laughs) With Mary, Queen of Scots, Cleopatra and Genghis Khan all hanging around. (coughs) Sorry, I do have a touch of the Theresa Mays now. (coughs) Oh no. Then Kate felt she wasn't getting enough attention, so she decided to help Adam and Ian by being their surrogate. I tell you (laughs) what, said Kate... I can dump children anywhere. I don't have a problem with it. I've got loads. I don't know where two-thirds of them are. 
I could even throw in an egg, she said, making it sound like an episode of Tease Wars. The way Kate keeps calling it a host mother makes her womb sound like it's on Airbnb. A womb with a view, maybe. (laughs) Dr. Death and his croaky sidekick started fiddling about with a horse and accidentally killed it at the stables. They were doing something that involved them being nut to nut, which meant they weren't at all concentrating. And the horse keeled over. But it wasn't all over for the poor horsey, as it turned up later as Brian's bavette tartare at Gay Grable's. Ooh, repeat fees. That's more than Cathy's got in the last 12 months. (laughs) Emma's decided she wants to get on the parish council. Her plan is, every meeting, to come flying in late out of a snowstorm. She started carrying a portable snowstorm around with her all the time now for dramatic effect. With a shawl over her head, holding a newborn babby and bellowing about the plight of the downtrodden. I bet Mark Zuckerberg buys his gran a present, said Pip in one of the week's most bewildering exchanges. I bet Mark Zuckerberg never left the bloody keys in his loader either. Will is the Josh in our family, said Eddie in the same tone he'd used to say. Will is the massive wanker in our family. (laughs) It's all going horribly wrong at Gay Grables, largely because Brian appeared in the kitchen whittering on about the non-appearance of his starter. Bavette Tartare, which is mahoosive and shouldn't be a bloody starter unless you're a hod carrier. And I'm not sure sitting on a big leather chair and sipping whiskey counts as aerobic exercise, Brian. You're a walking cardiac arrest as it is. And the speed at which your family love to yank the Axminster out from under you, you've not got long, love. All this fuss is because Joey, the Sicilian restaurant manager, God, I love hearing about the cultural backgrounds of silent characters, is messing everything up. Brian was trying to have a quiet lunch with his accountant and it wasn't going well, largely because Joey had seated the accountant on the terrace and Brian on the bidet of the garden suite. Oh, oh, if only we knew someone looking for a job who is multilingual and has a degree in hospitality and doesn't kick tables over. Who could it be? Can Mm. I hear laughing? Over at Home Farm... The world's worst mother and daughter tag team were in full spate. While I yield to no one in my approval of Nolitando's ridicule of chakras and energy streams and all that shite, she does sound like an absolutely appalling waste of good skin. We heard from Lucas, who sounded even more sensible than normal as he announced his intention to divorce Kate. But of course, this does mean that we will have to put up with listening to Kate having having conscious uncoupling in which members of her family have to give her large checks while she steams her vagina. Meanwhile, there was a bit of a tricky conversation going on over at Grange Farm. Look, love, I know you find it awkward, but it's important for us to share what we like, and I just want you to look at some stuff on the internet with me. We don't have to do anything about it, just look at it, but it's really important to me that we watch it together. It's just a few texels, Em. Similarly, at the Dower House, Justin's powers of persuasion were failing him as he followed Lillian around with a pen, saying, there's no urgency at all, obviously. But, I mean, if you could just sign over all your worldly goods to me, when when you're ready, I mean, you know, how about about now? No? Okay, okay. How about now? And then who should pop up out of the undergrowth? Tiger. I have to say the messages Lillian were giving out was somewhat... I have to say the messages Lillian was giving out were somewhat conflicting. Come in for a quick drink then, Matt. Pint. Pint of whiskey it is then. You don't mind if I take off all my clothes, do you? I need to put them in the wash. Oh, was that my boob caught you in the eye? Matt, I'm so sorry. Did I mention Justin was 292 miles away? Fagash found out 
Fagash found out about Miranda from Mandy, mistress of the paddocks, Beesborough, who'd struggled out from under Brian's enormous bulk to go to the women in business lunch, attended by many women who were able to attend the women in business lunch by the simple expedient of not actually having a job. Justin came back to find his contract unsigned. Oh, did this contract get ripped by accident, Lillian? And I see it smouldering. But luckily you managed to put it out with your own urine. You are clever, darling. <laughs> Lillian clambered onto her high horse and had a lovely time cantering along the moral high ground. It's a good job that she makes it a rule never to lie, apart from to Matt. Well, Matt and Justin. Well, Matt, Justin, Miranda and Jennifer. Well, OK, Matt, Justin, Miranda, <laughs> Jennifer, Linda, Snellanthia and Tony. Apart from Matt... I'd say she was pretty much blameless. Lillian, you wear hypocrisy like you wear your Underwood's oyster satin bask and your kitten heels. It's a good job we love you. The end. <laughs> oh, I really did enjoy that this week. It's cheered me up. <laughs> listeners, what a way to start the week. Yes, listeners, listeners, listeners. I've, please forgive me for all the, uh, the, the cock-ups in that. Uh, we've had a, uh, Robert and I have had a somewhat fraught start to the day uh featuring people being rushed into hospital not any of us thankfully um no. our <clears throat> our um lovely software that we were using last week will apparently only play with royfield it doesn't like the rest of us so it won't work unless royfield's there it just goes on strike so we've yep. been trying various things downloading things turning things off and turning things off again sitting mm. on sitting on hold waiting for support centers to call us back blah 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 yeah, um, I even deleted my porn collection, but it still doesn't yeah. work. <laughs> I'm keeping mine. Um, <laughs> uh, my daughter is. Well, sobbing. yours cost you a lot of money. <laughs> my daughter is. So I'm in it. That's why my daughter <laughs> is sobbing about her Latin homework, and uh, I've got to go to the theatre in about half an hour, and everything is going wrong. So, for, for, forgive me for the for the fluffs. And also it means that you... Well, thank you for the lovely comments about listening to me and Roy sniggering away at the calls as they came in. Obviously, we won't have that this week because the blinking software is not working. So but we're working on sorry. it. Sorry. But we, yes, hopefully next week, once we've sorted out the hundred million different accounts we've got, it should work. Yeah. We. Anyway, how did you enjoy the Archers this week? <laughs> I can't remember, to be honest. It all seems well, like I... such a long time ago. Because we were recording early this week, um, you know, a couple of hours earlier than usual. Um, I, I took half a day off work because, you know, I've, I've done a bit of overtime. And then I, I listened to it on one and a half speed while cycling home. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like... No, Justin, you bloody idiot. I'm not sleeping in the bedroom. A bit like that. I can recommend... Actually, it doesn't speed up the way... So it doesn't... It speeds up... It's weird, isn't it? But the the iPhone thingy speeds up speeds up the the, the words, but not not the pitch of the voice. Yes, yeah. I think they just slice out little parts. Well, once I, mean, I remember Yokel Bear um, tweeting us to say that he thought that Royfield and I were a bit manic this week, and then realised he'd have us on double time. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Well, you know. My, that was my favourite part of of the whole omnibus was was the, that last exchange between Lillian and Justin. What Friday's Friday? No need for you to sleep in the bed. Not me, you. <laughs> <laughs> what adult? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! No, it's brilliant. But he y- just yeah, you're doesn't right. Doesn't you're... take her seriously, does he? He doesn't at all. No, I mean he he didn't take her seriously because he. 
whatever he's been doing up in Edinburgh, you know, and we were all wrong about Charlie. It was uh, it was she whose name must not be mentioned. Um, uh, didn't take her seriously because he, he should really have told her that. Yeah, I'm I'm going to be meeting with Miranda to sort out the rest of the rest of our divorce settlement. And Lillian, we know Lillian reasonably well. Surely she would have reacted to that sensibly and understanding. Yeah. It done. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's so, just, and, and, you know, she has lied. I mean, I was, I was sort of semi, semi serious in the, in the, in the, mm, the monologue. Yeah. She has lied her ass off on various occasions. Um, absolutely doesn't, care she's always thinks she's got a very good reason for for doing it um you know and then but then all this pouting and toy throwing and the whole relationship's just so uneven and wonky it's really terrible well it's definitely starting to come off the rails isn't yeah, it? yeah yeah so you were right that, that we're not going to have a christmas wedding for the no, molly no oh i've got a horrible feeling that matt might reappear and then we'll have a christmas wedding with matt they'll do a philadelphia story and run off to Ecuador. Yeah. Mm. Changing the subject slightly, Mm-mm. what kind of vessel do you think Texel Spunk arrives in? <laughs> a Tipton, a Tip Tree marmalade jar, probably. Really? Yeah. Oh gosh. Well, I'm going to check my fridge then. I I thought that <laughs> I thought that was horseradish sauce in my it's fridge, a, but it could be not, something else entirely. It's not kefir. It's not. It went well with the beef yesterday, though. So. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. I thought you weren't supposed to mix lamb and beef. <laughs> and like I said on, on the Twitter, to, to various levels of approval, whatever Emma and Ed spend their money on, it's going to be a deposit, isn't it? <laughs> I thought that was worthy of repeating. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, apart from someone else said it last week and it was Tweet of the Week. But well done you, though. Well oh, done, really? Robert. Yes. Well, I'm... Did they? Yes. Well, I, I listened to last week, though. I, I was, well, I do not hard there. enough. I listen every week, even when I do it. I'm, yeah, my, I'm not an egomaniac, obviously. My mum listens every week and falls asleep every single week. No, uh, well, to us. How long do, does she make it through your your <laughs> week in Ambridge? Or? I'm not sure. I think she gets as far as Wednesday, and then it's all over. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, <laughs> that's my life all over. <laughs> Yeah, and you're right. Lexi is definitely. Uh, oh she, yes. Yeah. Yes. We could see that coming a mile off. Yes. And you, you, the head chef doesn't come out of the kitchen to deal no. with people, you know, to deal with people who've got a problem with their bill. I mean, he, he shouldn't even know that's happening. You know, it's just exactly. You, the, you, you have your areas, and you know that even for hygiene reasons, the head chef shouldn't be wandering around a sodding restaurant. You know, in the middle of the service. That's you know. Never All mind Bri- Brian and odd. Oliver yeah. <laughs> Bowling bursting up in, in through the door. <laughs> Brian in covered fact, in bits in our, of In dead... our kitchen, the serving staff shouldn't make it past the, no. the, the pass. Brian bowling up, covered in, covered in bits of dead deer. And <laughs> oh, God, yes. <laughs> Oliver stinking of pig shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't have sent the crab risotto back. It sounded really nice. I, I wish know. I had crab risotto for my tea tonight. Lovely, lovely. Are you, are you having spoiled. something ready meal and khaki again? No, I'm having uh, leftover and Sunday roasted. roast. Mm. Nice. Why not, you know? Mm. Uh, by the way, speaking of restaurants and food, has anyone been to uh, the Sirs Aurores yet for their opening? Cause... No, that was just a that was that was that was 
they, that entire thing was contrived so that Jill could get arrested. Yeah. The whole thing's gone kaput now, hasn't it? Vanished. It would have been far better if Jill was arrested for nicking Josh's loader <laughs> and going on the rampage. <laughs> Can you imagine? Joyriding round the, round, round, round the laurels in it. Yeah, she'd had too much, too much of... of um, of Carol Toboggan's herbal tea <laughs> and gone on the rampage. And probably you'd have to wait until they'd built all those those houses at, at Bridge Farm and then she could have knocked a couple of those down or at least <laughs> taken a porch up the front of one of them. <laughs> Maybe that's what she's... Uh, she's uh, The executive porch, I think you'll find. It's going to be called the executive oh, porch. Executive. What do you put in an executive porch? An executive. Oh, right, OK. Executive. Well, Keep there we are. Keep your executive umbrellas and your executive it. wellies in it. Um... Yes, no, I did, that was that whole thing was very bizarre, and we haven't heard from Jill again for ages, have we? Now she's fought her way out from under all her her ch- charitable responsibilities. She's gone silent. Yeah, and I did look at uh, Anisha and Alistair's. Um, uh, I was going to say faux pas, but it's a bit more than a faux pas. Killing an horse. They killed something. Um, yes. <laughs> and so I did look up nut to nut on Google, and it is a thing. So you, I, and I think someone else pointed this out. So uh, the way you castrate a horse is that you, you, you put a thing called an emasculator on it. Which... <laughs> it is. That's it's my porn name, the, uh, Lucy Freeman, the emasculator. <laughs> yeah, I live with a couple of emasculators, but that's a different matter. Yeah. Um, and it, it is, it's a bit like a clamp. It looks like a spanner, but it's got a, a, a full ring at the top that clamps around. And then facing the, the, the testicle that you've clamped mm-hmm. is a little, a little nut. A tiny little nut that I guess you just you that clamps it together and you push that in to release it. I guess so. You have the nut pointing to the nut. Right. So I the think horses nut. You need to now apologise to all our male listeners who are now shifting uncomfortably on the tube, or they're now playing pocket billiards and things like that because even I that apologize. made me feel a little bit anxious, and I haven't I even apologize got any. unreservedly hmm. about that. But then, then Anisha had the call. To, to go up to Glasgow, yep, to visit her ma. My suspicion is that she's uh, she's just about to start filming the next series of Line of Duty. Yes, so that's why she had to bugger yes. off. Yes, I have to go. Oh, I have to go, Alistair. It's my agent. <laughs> He's got me something better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> he has got me some lucrative voiceover. Work. I'll just wait here then with a dead horse and some <laughs> testicles. Thank you. See you later. Bring me back a thing. <laughs> oh dear, there we are. But do you know what? We've rambled on quite enough, haven't we? Yes. Let's have shall some we, shall we, caller in. Yeah, let's have some caller in. Hello, Ambridge3962. Who's first? Uh, with a spoon. Oh, marvellous. Greetings, Lucy, Naked Fingers, Jokel Bear, and all Dumpty Dummers around the world. Witherspoon and Angus Haggis here. This week I had the same reaction to Kate throwing her hat into the surrogacy ring as Royfield had last week when Helen offered up her services. Then again, I had the same reaction last week as well. Royfield, we could have booked two premium economy tickets on Virgin. I have lots of air miles. And flown over to kneel in protest in front of the Birmingham studios when the Archer's theme tune came on. Besides the facts that Kate sucks the air out of any room she's in, and that everyone in her family mysteriously kowtows to her, except now for Nolatando, there are actually some interesting psychodynamics being played out. Nolatando is in the midst of the perfectly normal second separation individuation phase of adolescence. 
Kate, being such a narcissist, cannot tolerate this. She already had abandoned her daughter once, and this time, right after Nolatando's confrontation and argument with her, Kate offers up her services as surrogate to the boys. Another rejection of her daughter. Kate might rejoice in being the center of attention when she's pregnant, or being the sole recipient of an infant's love, but she can't tolerate her child's natural growth away from her. If she were to be the surrogate, it would indeed be emotionally devastating for Nola Tondo. As Royfield queried last week, Ian, are you crazy? What were you thinking, if ever so briefly? Speculating forward, if this were to be, Kate would demand custody of the baby, just as in the famous American case of Mary Beth Whitehead and Baby M in 1986. Read my post from last week in the Dumpty Dum forum for further details. Anyway, rant over. Scriptwriters, are you just trying to torture us with these surrogacy red herrings? If you are, please stop. Now. Talk to you all soon. Well, yes. Kate is a, a, a bloody nightmare, and, and Nolly is not far behind her yet. She's got a lot to learn, but I'm sure she's on a fast track. Let's put it that way. She's a hothouse flower as far as that's concerned. But, yeah, it would be an absolute disaster. So thank God that they came to yes. their sense. Although Ian did look, you know, I was going, ah! when he sort of went, well, it's worth thinking about. I was going, no, it isn't. Not for a second. No, don't even let the thought rest in your head. Keep thinking about something else. That's not going to happen. Um, I don't. I, I know what he means. I know what Witherspoon's saying about the, the rejection thing. Mm-hmm. But Kate, when Nolly said she wanted to stay in Ambridge, Kate yeah. actually said, no, you can't. At first, she, she sort did of, initially, didn't she? She she didn't want her to, but then as soon as she saw it was a way of scoring off Lucas, especially after he'd rejected her by saying that he wanted a divorce, then she was all for the idea. But when you said that's how the mind how her mind was working, I thought it was just like an initial. Oh, you can't do that. Oh, maybe you can. No, maybe I I'm think just... I think she saw it as oh god, um, it means responsibility, doesn't it? Oh no, well I don't want that then even when it's her own child. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, that that's the track record, isn't it? I don't it? know, but I mean, maybe that's maybe that's that's overly harsh. I don't know. But it's just, it was, it only made sense to her. And then she went and told a load of lies to, um, <clears throat> to uh, uh, Brian, didn't she, to persuade him to let Nolly stay. She was saying, oh, you know, Lucas yeah. has been giving her alcohol and all this stuff. And it was just a way of painting herself as rescuing uh, and and sort of um, uh, bad mouthing Lucas and her emerging as the you know the goddess mother sort of thing, um, but her first instinct was no no you can't no why why would you want no of course you can't stay here yeah and there, yeah. there was for me anyway there was a massive sense of Jesus no I don't want you hanging around <laughs> you know I mean she's got rid of she's got rid of um, Phoebe's off to Oxford hasn't she and and Roy yeah. sort of does the boring parenting side what she sees as the boring parenting stuff. And she just floats in every now and again and says, darling, and goes away again. Um, so if she's if she's responsibility averse, why is she? Why did she initially want to um, it's more to surrogate for her to look good than actually do the work? So it would be wonderful for her to say, oh, yes, I'm, uh, you know, I. But when it re- when she realized it would mean that she wouldn't be able to drink, that she wouldn't be able to. Uh, smoke rollies or smoke weed or whatever or she wouldn't be able mm. to you know do all the things that she likes to do um then it would she wouldn't she'd mess it up but it was the the idea of what she always has this idea that she wants to be seen as 
special, different, special. Mm. Uh, so, you know, she loves the idea of being the rescuer, but not the actual, you know. But not doing the the, the, actual, the legwork. The thing. Yes. The, the emotional work. legwork for other people. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Oh, thank goodness she's not my mother anyway. Yes. Oh, my God. She'd be, you know, she's just an awful mother. Dreadful, dreadful, dreadful. Oh, um, should we have Claire now? Go on then. Hi, Dum to Dum. It's Claire from Clapham here. Just wanted to say how much I've enjoyed all the strong women in this week's Archers. Um, I've really enjoyed Lona Tandu taking on Kate. Um, that's been quite fun. Just the little barbs and, you know, just, you know, picking her off on all the kind of behaviour that she has. Uh, I quite enjoyed Kate taking on her ex-husband, whose name I've already forgotten. Um, although obviously she's completely oblivious to herself, which is just hysterically funny. Um, Alice working, you know, working through that conversation with Kate to put her off the idea of becoming a uh, surrogate was just amazing. She should be the next one to take up politics, perhaps, but brilliant to hear Emma deciding to go into the parish council. Good for her. Let's hope it's the start of a political trajectory that takes her to be the MP for Borsetshire. And uh, and Lillian, of course, laying down the cold shoulder as Justin comes back from Scotland. Um, She knows what it's like on the other side of the infidelities. So she knows those signs and uh, she won't take any um, people hiding things from her, I think. And good for her. So, uh, yeah, don't sign any contracts. Don't give him the house. Keep your... Keep your own independence, Lillian. I suspect that's a marriage that's never going to happen. Anyway, keep up the good work and I'll speak to you soon. Bye. I agree, Claire. And I really like the fact that uh, we do need um, more people like Emma on. Well, we need more people like Emma, more women, more sort of working class people on all these. uh, Every single um, uh, parish councils. Yeah. Governing bodies, board of directors, everything, you know, because we just get a completely skewed version of everything in this country because the people that do the things are the people that have got time to do them. And therefore, they are the people who, out of the fact that they've got the time to do them, are the people that have got increased leisure because they're, you know, in jobs that allow them to do that, like yeah. professional jobs. So. Yeah, and I think uh, having younger people on them, having, you know, all these things is absolutely brilliant. I, I personally would, would murder um, uh, Emma if I had to <laughs> listen to her banging on um, about how miserable she is endlessly in a meeting because she won't be able to not hijack it. She'll be a classic meeting hijacker. Um, but still, she should be doing it, and I'm pleased she is. And I'm also yeah. even more pleased that she's not on anything that I'm on. <laughs> You're on a parish council, are you? I am. Oh, so, what kind of things do people talk about at parish council? It's not council a parish meeting? council. It's a, it's the um, the residents association thingy. Oh, okay. Local sort of council thing. Yes. All right. I'm a trustee of a charity. That, that's as far as it oh, goes. Oh, and I'm on the board of directors of the credit union as well. Okay. Mm. Proper lady. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, now. what? Slightly uh, digressing somewhat, but I always find with meetings, you you need to set a time limit. limit. And even by the agenda, we'll give that 15 minutes, we'll Mm -hmm. give that five minutes, we'll give that whatever. Otherwise, I mean, there is that that meeting hijacker that 
talks the hind leg off a herd of this. fucking donkeys. Yes. Yeah. Or, I don't know if Hema would be like that, but she would certainly... She would, I, because she does have a certain drum to bang, doesn't she? Yeah. And, you know, I can't really... I can't imagine her having much patience with listening to things that she wouldn't find as interesting as, you know, why can't I have a house? Which is what she actually wants to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all power to her elbow. Yes. Although quite where she's going to be able to fit the time in when she's, what, at the chicken factory? Yeah, exactly. At the, I can't remember what Fallon's um, Ambridge tea room thing. And and then what else does she do? Is she a cleaner as well, or, or what? I can't remember. Three jobs. Uh, Freelance uh, chicken yes. sexer. Chicken. Um, <laughs> chicken. Chicken. The tea. Is she still cleaning for um, Peggy? Oh, I don't know. I mean, yes, she used to she clean is. Rickyard, didn't she? But um, yeah, that fell by the wayside when she Peggy. decided to do other things. Peg, she's cleaning for Peggy. She's. Uh, uh, looking after the children, she's helping Clary look after Grange Farm, and she um, uh, uh, and she is doing yeah, doing the ch- oh god, I forgot. Oh, the, yeah, the Choosing textile spe- semen the as well. Tea- yes, a textile semen chooser. That's a very yeah. very big job. It is. Mm. <laughs> well, you might end up with a pot <laughs> of natural yogurt if you're not careful. God, mm, it's a heavy workload. Anyway, <laughs> with the emphasis on load. Yes, yes. Um, should we have Abby now? Yes, Abby. Hello, Dumpty Dummers everywhere. It's Abby from Brighton here at Much Ado Amber's on the Twitters. I haven't been around much recently. I've been on holiday and I'm still coughing. I've got glamorous whooping cough. Lucky for me. Anyway, this is just a very quick one. I wanted to phone just to say how much I love the Kate and Mini Kate, a.k.a. Nolly double act. It's so, so brilliant. I think Nolly's a great character and I just can't wait for her to have all sorts of exciting storylines as she gets in all kinds of trouble. Uh, Two other quick notes. God, I wish Emma would stop sounding so bloody miserable. She drives me up the wall. Nothing good can happen. And the parish council with her on it, ugh, as if it's not bad enough already. And I also just want to say that if Lillian and Justin get married, I will eat a hat of anyone's choice. Anyway, that's it from me. Hope everyone else is well and cheery bye. She is a bit of a mini-me, isn't she, Nolly? Oh, a bit. She... <laughs> Also, she sounds. Ve- Kate doesn't sound quite as severe and judgmental as as Nolly. Nolitando, and I I don't know whether it's just the accent or her delivery, but she, I'm a bit scared of her in a way. There's nothing like the venom of teenage girls that they reserve for when they're talking about their parents, though. Okay. It is. It is. It is unbelievable. Really? Yeah. Uh, I haven't experienced it yet, but I have friends that have, and they are girls that when you meet them, you say, oh, she's so lovely, isn't she, your daughter? She's so <laughs> polite. And they have kind of get this twitch and go, really? Oh, what does she say about me? Oh. You know. In fact, I bumped into a friend of mine on the road this morning, and um, 
we were talking about teenage girls and he says yeah. his daughter is lovely now she's 24 she's she's doing so well she's great great wonderful young woman and uh, he said that when she was about 15 he had to crawl under her desk to fix something in her room oh uh, fix the lamp he crawled under yeah. her desk and un- uh, written on on the underside of the table was the words i fucking hate dad <laughs> oh no oh god that's awful i know and he said he sat he said he felt like not coming out from under the table oh, no. <laughs> did he write something oh, next to it my little girl um he said and the other day now she's 24 she's now living abroad and she's she's studying and doing really well and he went back under the table again to see if it was still there and he said he was mm. relieved to see it had been scribbled out oh so he doesn't know when that happened but um yeah he said he said they just they're just vile and uh yeah there's nobody more judgmental than a than a than a teenage girl about everybody else obviously you're not allowed to make any comment about her but um yes oh crikey then... so we're in for a bit of a ride this is going to be fun <laughs> this is going to really, be such really a lot of fun oh, one thing i did like about nolly uh was her complete <laughs> contempt for uh for yurts and chakras yes. and yeah. all that I, yeah. all that bull i think she called didn't she call it bull or something on bs ma'am she didn't even BS. she didn't even um she didn't even humor it and go oh that sounds nice she just said you know i'm not interested in this stuff <laughs> just <laughs> absolutely it was like a bucket of cold water that she just kept pouring all over kate's head every 2 seconds well, I admire that, and I, uh, I, I come across some BS in my time. Well, I talk some BS in my, in, in my, uh, as I go along my jolly way. But I, even I, even I use <laughs> use diplomacy from time to time. Yes, there's it's utter utter lack of diplomacy, isn't there? <laughs> I think she's going to work her way through the entire village. Well, I was trying to think. Who have we got? Who's the same age? We've got Johnny. No, I didn't mean sexually. I meant oh. she's going to call everybody on the. Call oh, I see. Call everyone out. No, but she's clearly, BS. you know, um, she's dressed Watch up to the boys. nines all the time, and she's, you know, very interested in 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 young men. And she went boozing, and she was with all those guys in wherever it was um, when 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 Lucas had to go and get her, get her back again when she's supposed to be at school. So I think she's, um, you know, she was saying to Phoebe about boys as well, wasn't she? And when she was trying on whatever she was trying on, that 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 gold lame boob tube or whatever yeah. she bought. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I reckon Johnny better watch out for himself yeah. when he comes oh, back boob from tubes. Brilliant. Turnip field. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, yes, we could have we could have the patter of uh, tiny feet. Uh-huh. Oh no! Oh God! We can't have another bloody pregnancy. I'm sick of them. No, no I'm, more. I'm fed up no with babies. No more. So <laughs> am I. I think they need to put. I think they need to put the morning after pill in in the tap water <laughs> of Ambridge in the Am. No, yes. I don't think anyone drinks from the Am. The Grundies probably do, but nobody else. <laughs> Joe does. Definitely. Oh dear. Oh my goodness! Is that all the caller winners we've got? It is a sparse oh. bunch. However, quality not quantity. I think you'll find. Exactly. Probably time for an ad now. Got them. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Look what free speech has gotten you, right? And, and if free speech is going to bring a Hitler to power, are you still going to defend the rights of those people to speak? If you talk about the things that affect your daily life. The secret to being a good actor. I don't really care, actually, whether Britain remains Britain. His dad was actually murdered in front of him. Marine Le Pen has changed the Pont National. If it's like kind of like a documentary investigative reporting serialized true crime, it often gets into questions about the justice system or the media. In an uncertain world, there's always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people, the backdrop of great tunes, and allocate 15 minutes to vote. Good question. Really good question. Bake Off is back on your TV this week, albeit on a new channel and with new presenters, so it's good to know there's one thing you can rely on, and that is Cat and Mim with their soggy bottoms. Go to iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. And remember, to get in contact with us, you can leave a voice message via SpeakPipe on the website or call 0203 031 3105. That's 0203 031 3105 to leave a message. And now, a little bit of social media goings-on from the fiend of Facebook, Mr. Yokel Bear. Hello, Dumpty Dum, it's Yokel Bear here calling with the social media roundup. You'll need to bear with me because I'm beginning to lose my voice because I've had a bit of a cold, so... Um... Yes, let's see how this goes. Um, first of all, on the forum this week, something that caught my eye was from Yorkshire Lass, who was asking about things that happen everywhere else in the world, but not in Ambridge. Um, like, for instance, she said that um, about sponsored events, Ambridge must be one of the few places in the UK where there's not a regular stream of people doing all sorts of activities for charity. Rachel Tolhurst said that nobody seems to watch Netflix. Um, I got a feeling that Roy probably does. No evidence for that, but I think he's a bit of a Netflix and chill guy. Do you know what I mean? Toby too. Um, 
Also as well, Purple Pumpkin said, having older people reciting their medical conditions, except for Joe's farmer's lungs, um, all the oldest seem to be incredibly healthy. Yes, they do seem worryingly healthy. Supernaturally healthy, if you ask me. And Halloween's coming, do you know what I mean? Um, Also as well... um, (laughs) <laughs> Rachel Tolhurst posted about why do I love Kate um, uh, Kate is great because she injects comedy and her kids despise her free spirit and she sounds like a uh, drunk too Claire Asprey agreed and said she's so self-obsessed. Um, also, some guy, you don't know who he is from the forum, Royfield Brown, I think his name is, said, I love her too. I expected bigger fireworks at a birthday party and felt a little deflated at the end of Friday's episode. Yeah, I did as well. I was expecting this to be some huge, great big moment of self-awareness for Kate and then realise that Kate doesn't get moments of self-awareness um but also as well Audrianne uh Kovrubia said about uh she loved how the way Kate sprung into action when she found out Lucas Lucas was seeing and wanted to marry someone else and had no hesitation in using don't call me Nolly uh as a pawn for punishing Lucas yeah it's been quite interesting that hasn't it also uh we have somebody on the forum Martin Lightburn who said he's slowly working up the nerve to be a caller in do it Martin do it um saying about who's got secret tattoos um and yes helen sharp thinks that lillian may have a tiger on her buttock um are we talking about the tattoo there or just um anyway um matt could also have a um martin says matt could have a matching pussycat on his bum Witherspoon has given a fantastic kind of um, rundown of who he thinks got tattoos or not. So it's a really good thread. So it's worth going to see. Um, Other things that uh, we've been talking about. Again, we've been talking about Kate on the Facebook page. Um, um, Rupert Brun says, Kate would make a brilliant surrogate mother. Though obviously that works itself out by the end of the week. But because she would have no problem with giving birth and immediately walking away from her child. Yes, She's got kind of form on that, isn't, hasn't she? Um, we also were kind of speculating about how is, how, how is this um, going to work out with Nolathando and, um, and Kate. Well, a lot of people um, thought that um, Kate's kind of meeting, meeting a match. Um, Jahane Duar said um, Kate will have to face who she really is. Um, but yeah, but I think the problem there is, is that, you know, again, goes back to self-awareness, doesn't she? We also talked about what's going on in Scotland with Justin. Julia, um, Faisal Chapman says, it's conspiracy theory, theory, Justin is scamming Lil, possibly in cahoots with Miranda. Matt finds out and reveals all during the wedding. Um, yeah, um, I'm not sure I'm quite putting the tinfoil hat on for that one at the moment, but we'll have to see, won't we? Um, Quentin Bennett says, Justin, Charlie, Rob and Miranda are forming a multinational conglomerate that will swoop in and buy all the farms in Ambridge. Grundy's installed as managers, leaving the archers, um, archers and uh, Aldridge's out in the cold. 
Sarah Palmer speculates, do you think Damar is in big trouble and he's gone to recapitalise? Um, I don't know. Maybe we should ask um, Cosmo that. He's our, he's our resident money expert, isn't he? Um, Kate Lyle also says, and I presume Charlie will reappear shortly? Well, one hopes, one hopes. Um, other things on the forum is we did a little bit of um, Ambridge, kiss, marry or kill. Who would you kiss? Who would you marry? Who would you kill? So go and have a look at that because it was quite a lot. It's too many to go into um also as well we posted the news that hugh canair jones is stepping down as the editor of the archers that about you it's getting a bit like the trump cabinet isn't it they're not staying very long are they um hmm, i wonder who's going to take over um can i suggest lord emperor kerry i think that that would be great if lord emperor god bless him kerry took over but that's just my own personal opinion and finally we were talking about the vacancy on the parish council will it be a vicious and bitter election um it reminds me this whole thing somebody once told me about student politics really really um cynically said it gets so vicious because the stakes are so low um and i wonder whether this is going to be the same um anna kenyon thought emma would be a great idea uh, whereas heidi griffiths thinks that she'd like to see a younger member of ambridge take the seat if only to give it a dose of fresh air um Andrea Melling said, I'd like to see Emma versus Lily. What privileged, when privileged Lily wins, Emma goes amok with a swiffer. Um, Chris Cundliff says, where's Jeremy Corbyn when you want him? Um, I, I don't think he's eligible for the parish council, is he? I, I don't know. Anyway, there's been quite a lot of chat about a lot of stuff. I've made it through to the end without losing my voice, so that's great, isn't it? So that's me done. Okay, thank you very much. Bye. Now, this week we have a very special giveaway. We have been given five signed copies of Tim Bentink's autobiography, Being David Archer and Other Unusual Ways of Earning a Living. If you'd like to win one, I'm afraid this is only open to those in the UK for strange reasons. Postage and packing. Um, then no, it's get not. In... It's not. It's not. The publisher told me. Or oh, is it legal? Me, yeah. Well, I don't know why. Maybe it me. hasn't been released for, in the European market yet or something. I've no idea. Okay. So I was wrong yet again. Anyway, get in touch with us, however you choose to, and we'll pick out the first five addresses we get and send you a bookie book by post. So there. Yes. Um, and also, if you would like to help keep our little show on the road, even if you do not get to take bent nick's book uh there are two <laughs> ways this can be done you can donate by hitting the donate button on the site oh you're right yes. you've got a whoopee cushion there or something or you can sponsor us via patreon.com no it's my squeaky chair <laughs> something in pain so you've sat on a small bird <laughs> oh we had we had uh, a stray squab at work today but that's oh, a different story oh god they're revolting things aren't they they oh. are i think this is quite a big one We've forgotten what? Tweets of the Week again. I forgot to put it in the script. All right. Lucy, yes. isn't it about time for Tweet of the Week? It was, yes, long overdue, I feel. Um, <sighs> Helen Reed. To be fair, if you name your child Mandy Blabbermouth Beesborough, she's bound to turn out to be a gossip. <laughs> Hashtag nominative determinism. Exeter Dormouse had Kate saying, nothing is more important to me than my children. Frisbee, Nolitando and Seed Pod. Did I miss one? <laughs> <laughs> frisbee. I do love Frisbee. Um, Darren 
Milosavljevic said, I want a doctor like Alistair. Just check my testicles and hit me with some ketamine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This was my personal tweet of the week, but then it got got knocked out by, by a later one. Someday the 12th. Josh is so infuriating. If I was stuck on a desert island with him and tin of peaches, I would eat him and talk to the tin of peaches. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Twildish said, Ian is such a sanctimonious twatant. I am several weeks behind, but confident this will still be the case. (laughs) (laughs) And for the first time ever, I, I want to do a drum roll, but I know that Royford will put the drum roll in through the wonder of technology. Anyway, this week's Tweet of the Week comes from Kerry Davis. Oh, my goodness. Someone asked, you know, the, the horse that died was called Balthazar Treasure. Okay. They said, who sired Balthazar Treasure? And Kerry replied, it was by Hello You Two out of Lemon Drizzle. <laughs> <laughs> lemon Drizzle. Ooh. <laughs> Sounds slightly infected Ooh, to me. Yeah, does, does. Well done, but, Kerry. That's kind yeah. of very, very intertextual and meta. When the scriptwriter of the show that we're doing the podcast thing wins the social media. Oh, God, yes. Exactly. Uh, you probably won a copy of David of, of Tim Bentnick's autobiography, <laughs> Kerry. I'm sure you'll love that. Yes. I'm hoping Royfield will edit out the bit where I called Tim Tim Bentnick. <laughs> I'm really hoping that happens. Well, hope he doesn't. Otherwise, none of the successive jokes will make any sense at all. But anyway. (laughs) All right, then. Remember, (sighs) to get in contact, you can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe on the website or call 0203 031 3105. That's 0203 031 3105 to leave a message. You can find Ro- Ro- <laughs> you can find Royfield and Lucy. Roflid. You can find Roflid at Roflid. <laughs> you can find Royfield and Lucy <laughs> at Dumpty Dum. That's at Dumpty Dum on the Twitters, and I can be found at Naked Fingers. Gosh, I can be found in a sanatorium not far <laughs> from you. That was a hell of a one, wasn't it? It was. I think. I think the the lead up to it had a lot to do with yes, with our with the, with the, <laughs> with the following. And Royfield, if Total if, if you want me coherence. to do the editing of that complete spaghetti bollock naze <laughs> of a <laughs> of an episode, huh? I'm willing to pitch in. Oh dear. Saws. <laughs> Sorry, Royfield. Oh. We do love you. Sorry. Yes, we tried our best. It's funny, Royfield. The Zencaster. It's funny though, isn't it? When Royfield's yeah. not here, it's like Royfield's dad. It's like we're what? looking, we're looking after something while Dad's isn't here, and, oh, then, it is, and yes. then we've broken it, and we have to say, Dad, sorry, we did try. No, no, it was like that wrong. when I found it. <laughs> it was just like oh, a big boy did, did it. it and ran away. Royfield, sorry, <laughs> we didn't see him. He just came up and broke Zencaster and got all our words wrong. Sorry. Oh dear. <laughs> Have you remembered what you're going to see at the theatre yet? I have. I'm going to see Witness for the Prosecution. And it's on at the... Um, not oh, City I Hall. saw that. I saw that at the Oxford Playhouse a couple of years ago. With, good? Um, and at the end, they come out and they ask you to uh, to be the jury. Do you, oh, don't tell me. 
Do they? Or was that a completely different thing I saw? Uh, no, it wasn't idiot. because they've already said you uh, you be the jury. But I didn't know why. I didn't know how it happened. But it's at... Um, spoiler alert. It's at... Um, spoiler a twerp. It's at... Um, uh, Quack Claxon, I believe. <laughs> it's at County Hall. Okay. They've probably um, got a court in County Hall. Have, we yes, we have a courthouse in Oxford Town Hall. Right. Yes, they're making it. They're making the main the main hall look like a courthouse, and then, and then they all come out and do things, and then we all vote or something. Which you just who's in it? Is Tim, is Tim Bentnick in it? No, he's not. All right. <sighs> um, but yes, I, d- I don't know any, who's in it or anything, and I know a lot more about it now because you've just told me than what I knew about it before. Well, I won't spoil it for you. Come on, it'll be fine. No, yeah, it will be fun. Yes, oh, it was yes, most enjoyable. Is- but I can't remember what someone was supposed to have done. So they did something naughty. That's why they were in court anyway. <laughs> I think it was that they hadn't paid their television license. <laughs> and, and then they hadn't paid the subsequent fine. And right. then they tried to hide it under a slanket. Stop the TV, that is. talking. Otherwise you will accidentally give something away properly, won't you? <laughs> okay. Shall I shut up yes. and go away? Yes. All right, then. See you in a couple of weeks. Okay. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.